talk, eat, sleep, repeat. The 3 a.m. show. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Drinkout.sg. They are a pop-up drink stand with interesting mocktails and cold beverages. Stay tuned to the rest of the podcast to learn more about our sponsors. Alright guys, let's get it on! Speedball, uh, which is a competitive uh, 
um, format of paintball, mm-hmm. play the dodgeball style, so five 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 format. Um, there are three main divisions running in Singapore. So there is the division four, which is the uh, like the rookie or the entry level. Right. Okay, I wouldn't say that actually more of like the novice. Then novice level. Then, no, then the thing is, if division four is an entry level, then what is the entry level? Okay, technically, um, if you were to say entry level, really entry level in skateboard or paintball as we call it, it's rookie. So rookie division, the difference between rookie division and um, division four is that you do not bring extra paints into the villa or paintballs. Like you okay. enter with um, just a paintball gun in your hand okay. and then the uh, paintballs or the bullets like some of the people who are recreational people who call them bullets. Yeah, you are only given a fixed amount and then it's put into that um, device called the hopper or the loader and then you shoot, 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 shoot until until finish. Until finish lah. So that is rookies. But then because the number of rookies in Singapore is actually quite low so um, they don't have a tournament for it. <laughs> <laughs> the number of rookies in Singapore is so low that means that people people who go okay, or go okay, home. I would say <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say the rookies in Singapore are those who are recreational players lah. So they don't play competitively lah. They used to have a rookie competition, but then most of the rookies that join are not rookies. No, I said the moment they played their first rookie tournament, next season they come back or even within the same season they were already upgraded to Division Four. Yeah, Division 4, so okay, so for those of you who don't know, um, I play paintball competitively, um, I picked it up when I was in secondary school, then again when I was in JC, then in NS, we played quite a fair bit, and then um, I slowly developed the interest, then in the subsequent years, uh, I had a mutual friend who also had, uh, okay, Obama. actually, my ex- Girlfriend uh, used to play paintball before before I even knew paintball competitive paintball existed. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, when we used to like when I used to stay over at her place and she had some paintball gears uh, back then I didn't even know what those things were right. Like, right? And it got you. I I, I mean like, I was right? like oh paintball. Then when the opportunity came for me to like try it out, I said hey actually this is an actual sport because. Uh, me being me, I'm quite competitive. Or I like to learn new things. So mm-hmm. when when I research about it, like, uh, my one friend, a mutual friend, organized a cohesion session, mm-hmm. a team building session. Then we went to play paintball. So before, like leading up to that, <coughs> me and Zig, I think you know Zig. Ah uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. We actually researched for it. Like we we went to we went to find bought a mask. We went to buy a mask and then like okay, I'm good. We, we go for this session. We're gonna play. Then uh, we're gonna like you know Malaysia kicap or splatter <laughs> splatter the opponents lah. Which is our team, our friends lah. So when that happened, uh, we we really had a lot of crazy ideas like okay, we figure out how the ballers play and then we're gonna like you know go to the imitate. Not not really imitate, but use the extra knowledge as a boost. Uh... Yeah, so from there, I saw that, hey, actually, this is something that I can do. Uh, and because we started there, then um, I kind of pushed it to Zeke back then. That, hey, let's, let's, let's try this out. Let's play competitively. So I joined the team. Uh, and then I've never looked back ever yeah. since. Ooh. Yeah, it, like, I love the sport because it's a very small community. It's not a, it's, it's not big. In, it's not big in Asia but it's also not small um, in Singapore particularly it's very very small I would say it's very very small yeah, because I mean, the community of paintballers in Singapore is so small that everybody know everybody yeah <laughs> to the point like if you're playing in the upper divisions like let's say division 3 which is like I would say mm, semi-pro kind of level oh division 3 is really semi-pro I would say semi-pro lah then open division will be the pro players because uh, right. as a paintball player, sense, right. it makes sense. Okay, so as a paintball player, <coughs> we are all registered uh, internationally as uh, in this website or this uh, registration system called the PBLI. Ooh. So it's actually like a world ranking system, lah. Wow. Yeah, because uh, why why that is important is because um, the tournaments that uh, are organized 
regardless of where it's organized, uh, it is actually centralized and tracked in that particular system. Oh, that's actually legit. Yeah. Cool. I mean, like to be honest, your your rankings, yeah. your I don't know your points or yeah, your points. Uh, in each tournament, based on how you fare and how your team does, um, you will actually chalk up points as a player, lah. Mm-hmm. So, um, how is this relevant to Singapore paintball uh, in that context? Is so that because the Singapore tournaments follow that same system, mm-hmm. um, they it, it manages the 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 players that are rostered inside. So, in the in a way, uh, in in paintball we have this term called sandbaggers. So that means, <laughs> yeah. So some some people, I get it. Some people move up to the upper division because you know they feel that there isn't a challenge in the lower division and right. they play against better players. Go up. Then there are some players who stay in the lower division because the they are uh, good the, and they can win. Yeah, the the odds of them winning is almost guaranteed because of the fact they have playing experience lah. Yeah, yeah. Usually playing in division four are the newer teams or the teams that are training up to play. Okay, how division is how different division four and division three is gameplay pretty similar, but the things that you use are different. So such as okay, so the paintball gun we don't call it a paintball gun in in. Our we community, call uh, we like call it a paintball marker. Marker, yeah. Because you yes. use the I heard it, yeah. the, the gun to mark the opposing player with the paint, lah. Okay, so, makes sense. Then the difference between division four, which is a low division, and division three, is that you are using a mechanical marker versus an electronic marker. So what, why? Wait, what's the difference? Okay, what's the like, difference? Technically, is like about the same. Uh-huh, the yeah. loaders and everything, the the weight is quite the same. Right. Okay. Mechanical markers allow you to shoot one ball out with every squeeze of the trigger. So basically one squeeze, one ball. One squeeze again, one ball. So the gameplay is actually quite slow. In and the if sense your, if your finger pass? It will still follow the rate of your the finger. finger. So if you go oh. tap 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 tap, it's one, two, three tap, ball. Tap, la. So tap, if like let's say Ta 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 is the same amount of balls. Okay. Based on your finger speed, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you have the electronic markers. Electronic markers um, allow for the marker to um, discharge more balls at a legal speed. rate, a ball, a ball rate and speed. Lah. So the legal speed, yeah, this even though like it makes no sense, like, huh, why is the ball speed important? <coughs> because I'm a referee, so, so we, we do know the rule book. Okay, for Singapore uh, internationally, a safe ball speed is actually 299 meter per second. So that means the ball can travel 299 meter per second and no faster than that. Uh-huh. Any faster than that, it will be classified as an illegal gun or hot gun. That means uh-huh. the gun is tuned to shoot the ball faster. Okay. Why is this relevant? So because when you come super close, like point blank, that speed of the ball can really hurt. Can really hurt. That's number one, or probably can damage the protective gear. Like for example, Ooh. can crack the lens. Oh, the, yeah. The oh lens. wow. Yeah. So it's basically more regards to safety, lah. So okay. Okay. <coughs> then, okay. How do you know that when, um, you guys, so called step into the field. Yeah. You guys know that. Uh, okay. You see, you're a referee, right? You, you know that. Okay, this gun is not a hot gun anymore. Okay. So. Um, ah, super good question. Like, uh, for recreational ballers, like people who have tried paintball occasionally, they won't see this. But in tournament setting, for referees, we do have this thing called the chronograph, uh, chronograph, or the chrono gun. So it's basically a device that we place at the player's gun, mm-hmm. and we ask them to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, it will be two sequence. First is a single fire. So like they were, we say shoot, pop, 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 single shot. So, the that that gun that device will actually track the ball speed, the individual ball speed. Okay, okay. Then after that, we will give them the command to ram. Ram that means to um, basically run their fingers as fast as they can. Why it does this is because for the electronic markers, when the finger speed increases, it sends a message to the marker that okay he is ramping, so that means I'm go going faster. to send more balls as per the the the, the, the settings that I've given lah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there have been different settings across the different tournaments. 
but now the world uh, the the standards that we follow is actually 10.5 that means what this number means is that in every second mm-hmm. <coughs> in every second there are 10 balls going up the gun okay uh, at one time so there's the 10.5 maximum that you can that is the, the 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 tournament rules lah that we, we follow lah. Mm. There are certain tournaments that I played in like in Malaysia, uh, you use twelve balls per second, because sometimes, uh, why why is this significant? Sometimes when you're playing in the higher divisions, that extra amount of balls help to you know shoot the opening players yeah. Are, yeah, and you get more balls on the field. The likelihood of you shooting your opponents is higher lah. Mm. Yeah. So wait, then you saying. Mm. Electronic markers, right? Yeah. You guys have to charge the... Okay, electronic markers, uh, super good question. There are various uh, markers in the market right now. Uh, and each marker or each uh, brand has its own uh, design. Mm-hmm. So there are some... Uh, in the past, or the most common, uh, even to this very day, the most common power supply in a marker is actually a 9-volt battery. Yeah, the, the rectangular uh, battery. Or double A, no, 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 nine volts is that? Oh, ah, the one that has two, the the positive mm. and negative port at the top, ah, is the most common uh battery source or supply for most markers, ah. So like, um, like certain brands, like for example, Macdev, um, so I think Planet Eclipse, the old, the older model of guns use um nine volt batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, why they use 9 volt batteries is because first and foremost the uh, voltage supply is actually quite strong then the it I lasts mean, longer uh, it lasts longer for that particular set usually for us we actually use fresh batteries every time we play yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but because you have a better supply and because uh, it's a movable battery source lah, then newer models of markers like for example for the brand Dai they actually were the first to pioneer if I'm not wrong lah, to pioneer um Inbuilt batteries, so lithium batteries that you will have a direct. So you can actually charge. Yeah, similar ah. to your smartphone lah. So they will have like a micro USB if I'm not wrong, uh, outlet and then you just plug in and charge. Okay, Is so there any pros and cons to it? <coughs> um, yet to I wouldn't say there's a lot of pros because uh, okay, preference are, yeah, preference, but the guns performs the same way because of the preset settings that we are allowed to shoot at lah. Mm-hmm. For example, ten point five balls, ball mm-hmm. speed. All these are the same. So the pros is that you don't need to keep on buying nine batteries lah. Makes sense, makes sense. And it uh, one time investment because okay, say, yeah, pay slightly expensive. <coughs> yeah, you can just charge instead of keep on buying new batteries over and over and over again. And to a certain extent, yes, but because the 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 way that the guns are designed is that it's designed for um efficiency speed and agility so mm-hmm. it's built into the gun yeah okay so if you know okay let's say you imagine a handgun or mm-hmm. a rifle okay. so the pistol grip the one that you hold on with your shooting hand mm-hmm. the guns are usually having their battery supply placed in the trigger the 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 handle itself yeah 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 so to get to the batteries you need to like unscrew and then remove and then mm-hmm. plug it out and then most common problem with the nine volt batteries is that the, the connecting ports are always damaged easily yeah. because you are removing plugging in, removing plugging mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's one of the most um fun, leche, uh, troublesome batteries to fix up because you need to clip it. Correct, correct. Yeah. So that's that. But then some people, because they don't want to go through the hassle, they move to the lithium batteries. Mm. So the downside to lithium batteries, actually I had, first-hand experience with this was when I was playing in Thailand. Ooh. Yeah, so <clears throat> we were playing with um, um, this team uh, in, made of Singapore players uh, called Spitfire. Then, uh, that's where I actually saw the main con of the little battery was the fact that you need to charge your battery lah, and you need to charge your gun. So it's not like really plug and play and you're good to go. Because for right, tournaments, right. right, sometimes the tournaments can start super early. Like and last till the end yeah, so like, like as early as like six thirty, we are already at the field. Okay. Gearing up and everything. So imagine if like let's say it was any battery supply, uh, we can do it the night before. It worst comes to us, you forget change. 
in the player pit or the at the table you can do it unscrew plug like plug in and go correct 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 for lithium batteries was like for a friend of mine uh, this guy uh, quite uh, one of the best players in Singapore Fabian he he was using the newer model so when we were at the field and then we were setting up and everything then he took out his gun couldn't switch it on because it's an electronic marker so he couldn't switch it on then he realised he forgot to charge oh yeah so for us, for 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 people players, if you have a personal gun, you grow so accustomed to its design because you picked it up and then right, you right, like right. how it's tuned and everything. So the the moment you cannot play your with your own gun, <coughs> it affects your game mentally, lah. Yes, yes, because yeah, it's not yours. Exactly. So you will feel off even if you're using the same model. Mm. It's not tuned to your liking or mm. it doesn't feel it, it feels different, lah. Correct, correct. Yeah. Correct. So Fab, like like Fabian had yeah, like, oh shit, lah. Yeah. Then. There is the other third model, which is like I would say, uh, uh, a better approach to the nine volt battery, which what certain uh, most um, brands right now they actually switch it to the more common double uh, uh, A batteries, which is easier to find. Yeah, yeah, you can buy it literally everywhere, petrol right, kiosks right, and everything. So right. yeah, so the some of the but brands depending on the brands also la, Yeah, but then it's just then then it's really I will always say to my players because I do coach. Mm. Newer players, so I always tell them buy legit good batteries. You don't save your money like one two dollars off, like okay, let's say yeah, uh, yeah. no 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 affiliation to whatever brand. Like um, we know among the best batteries is like usually Energizer and stuff. Mm. So like you wanna save and you buy Everready or you buy Sony yeah or you <laughs> yes. buy GP Ultra like like how much can you really save like correct correct you. You want a stable power supply to the gun. So if the gun dies or you mid game or mid tournament, you dead. <laughs> yeah, not funny lah. So yeah, you dead. <laughs> yeah, fuck like you <laughs> dead. That's right. Yeah, I I love I love the uh, why I love the sport is because uh, first and foremost is one of those sports that I get to travel yeah. for. Like you even said that <clears throat> yeah, you played in Malaysia, you played in. Thailand. Yeah, yeah. So those are the places that I played in. Um, <clears throat> I would say like if notably why I like okay there are certain differences playing locally and overseas uh. First and foremost, uh, no disrespect to all my ballers in in Singapore. Like we are friends. Like some of us are also f- like to the so close to the point of family and stuff. But it's really the same people that you're playing with. Correct, and correct, then, correct. I mean, since you say it's a small community, so it's like, yeah, so basically, you know everybody, la, everybody in the sense, and, and like, maybe the gameplay would be like, oh, this guy is gonna, for sure is gonna like, do this. Yeah, so you, okay, the higher you move up in the divisions, the lesser teams are playing, la, correct, because correct. there are only that uh, finite amounts or amount of, I would say, pro players or semi-pro players mm-hmm. are playing. So usually it'll be it's the same few in the upper divisions. So it will always be <coughs> really a matter of pinball politics, uh, like politics and sports. Mm-hmm. Like um it will always be the same few borders that you see. So so much so that it's really down to luck. Like because you already know exactly how these other players play. Like correct, so for correct, example, correct. you and I are in the same Pinball Street for the longest time. Mm. So the moment you enter the field, I know exactly what you can or what you're going to do. Mm. Because there is only so much you can do or so much uncertainty or surprise correct, that you can correct, bring correct, up correct. So, uh, even more so, like for some of the upper division players, some of them actually play together in other tournaments. So yeah. you already know that guy, the way yeah, that guy plays. So it's really um, luck, I would say luck. Mm. Uh, so it can be the same team playing um, let's say for example we put together two teams playing in the finals for this league. The next league it can be the same team in the finals and it can the results can be totally different. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so it's like that lah. But that's that's just how small the community is lah. No disrespect to any of the ballers, but I love playing in Malaysia. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. why I love playing in Malaysia? Um, because the community is super big, yeah. super big, but. The difference between ballers in Malaysia, I'm not saying all the ballers in Singapore are like that, but because there's only so many teams, people tend to be a bit more um, reserved in terms of sharing 
with you. Uh, like let's say I will, let's say we play a friendly uh, or in, in baseball terms we call a skirmish. Yeah. So uh, on Sundays when we, we go down to the field, we'll try out certain drills together as a team first and then we will go to a, a skirmish or a friendly, that means we'll play whoever is there or whoever yeah, the teams yeah. are just to test out certain drills that we've learned. And then to see whether it's effective, and then to just work on our mm-hmm. gameplay and communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you do that, and you constantly do that week in week out with the same group of opponents, <laughs> and even more so, you're gonna meet them at the tournament. They are oh. not gonna share with you how to play. A certain correct, position. correct, correct, correct. Okay, and mind you, this is at tournament level, but when you play in Malaysia, it's super homely. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. Paintball in Malaysia is super friendly because everybody knows everybody and literally, I would say uh, as compared to Singapore, they really embody the the quote or the supposed belief that most ballers claim to have which is whatever beef you have, you leave it on the field, the moment you walk out of the field, the mask comes off, your friends. friends. Yeah. Some ballers in Singapore claim that but they don't do that. Uh, but in Malaysia... The difference between playing there is that I can be playing against your team now. Mm-hmm. The moment I move up to the next fixture and I'm no longer playing against you, I'm playing with another team, you might you you will actually come to me and tell me, hey, actually, yeah, we're playing this side, right? You should stand here and you should shoot this way. And then you should look this way and you can get the opponent easier. They cannot uh... see you. So they will share the game beta or the info with you. Lah. That's... that's the environment and um, comparatively so playing in Malaysia is much much cheaper it's, <laughs> it's super cheap in, in Malaysia la. so sense, I, I mean you're matching dollar for ringgit correct, so correct, 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 correct. I wouldn't say okay, I, I, I take back I wouldn't say super cheap but it's cheaper than yeah Singapore. I mean it's not like in Singapore where you're like, yeah you're really paying in Singapore yeah, dollars so, it's like yeah, it's so not cheap it's, yeah, I, one thing I know uh, I know you guys have lots of uh, gear yeah. and stuff like that. People and gears are not cheap, man. Correct. So, you guys, I mean, I dare say it's an expensive hobby. It is. It is. It is an expensive hobby. Even, uh, you guys also do have second-hand items, yeah. like, I mean, players that actually wear second-hand items, no? Correct? Uh, basically, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of player. Ah. I'm a... Financial, uh, I'm um, financially savvy paintballer. Ah, the only new thing that I buy yearly is my team jersey. That's why. Correct, correct. And and like, uh, I still dare say, even though it's second hand, it would be still expensive, right? I mean, it yeah, be cheaper yeah. than the original yeah. price, of course. Okay, there are um there are certain things that you buy second hand lah. Then there are certain things that is best to buy first hand. Correct. So like for example, pinball pens because it's padded. Yeah, yeah. Um, still fresh. Still. Yeah, you, you can second hand, third hand, as long as you it's, it fits, it works, go. Yeah. Um, and um, mask usually you buy first hand because it's really hygiene and uh, I would say pinball pinballers are quite vain. Okay, <laughs> uh, not quite, very vain. Yeah. So, um, because we wear mask to cover our face as correct, a protective correct. gear. We use it as a way to express our individuality la, in the yeah. field. So usually people will go um, and buy a unique colour so that the moment you look at the mask, you can't see the face but you know who that is. Uh, it's a characteristic. La. So yeah, some people wear yeah. very loud. For me, if it, uh, if it was me, right, I think if you don't play good, you just look good. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> some bonus are like that. Like that, right? Of I course. don't... I can don't play well, but I cannot look like shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. there are certain teams, okay, not to bash on anyone or they shout no, out. Don't, don't say lah. Just anyway. Uh, also, yeah, to shout out, uh, shout out to uh, the fellow Malaysian ballers who have a podcast channel on pinballing itself. Oh, yeah, it's wow. called it's called Pot Beaching. So, ah. yeah, <laughs> Pot Um, so it's actually start um uh, made up of um some notable players in Malaysia, one of the few, one of the best players that I've seen that are really formidable opponents wow. are like people like Baboon. Okay, right. so this guy, like we have, we have names or 
or call signs that we use in like because it's like an identity lah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're very yeah. vain. So our jerseys usually we will have like, um, like for me has always been monster and stuff. So ah, like, um, wow. There's this Ame Ame. So Ame is a legit um badass player in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Countless podium players. Um, he is in this badass team. You can check them out on their socials. Um, it's called Riot Flu. Oh, Super it, it, it sounds even cool already man bro they, i mean like um there are some okay basically paintball um it's like nfl mm-hmm. okay in the sense that the best actions that you get to see is in the states in, in america so, yeah 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 yeah, yeah so the best paintball teams are there because it's originated there um so there are only a few uh, a handful of teams worldwide that can actually um, bring that same level of play so in Malaysia some big names that um, I like to see I mean there are other teams that are big so um, one of them is Riot Flu uh, Riot Flu I saw one then there is also Dark Side uh, Dark Side is also a legit good ass team yeah, yeah, Dark Side as in Dark as in dark. Mighty Ducks the oh, Dark oh, 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 instead of Dark Side but oh. yeah it's um, the quite quite Oh, quite quite. Yeah. yeah. So right through uh, these two are the two teams that I, I love to watch them play, and I pray not to be in the same division. But usually they don't play in my division, lah. Thank mm. God. They are usually <laughs> playing in the pro, uh, usually in the pro or the open division, and I'm not. I'm not competing in that level. Okay. So, um, how many divisions are there again? Okay. I I've heard okay. So if in, in, in Singapore, uh, is division four which is the mechanical division. Mm-hmm. Then the there is the division 3, which uh-huh. is the semi-pro, mm-hmm. uh, basically the rookies of the electronic markets division. Okay. And then there will be the open division. Singapore used to have division 1, division 2. Ah. But then because there were too, many, too little players in each division, so they just make it an open division. So as long ah. as, as long as your no, no, boys... If, if not hmm. in the Singapore term, Okay, they, so there will be still division two and division one. No. Uh, okay, so there are different tournaments and different countries use different types of uh, ranking system, lah. Okay. So like in in the states, in the states, they have all the way up to division five. And division five is actually the entry level of electronic markers. Oh, so they start yeah. off with oh. So they have division five, division four, division three, division two, division one. Semi pro and pro, Ooh. yeah, because there is basically the home, the the actually the home of paintball, the birthplace of paintball. Correct, correct. So they have there are players, there are pro players that make a living out of playing lah. Yeah, legit like that's the dream like. Oh, like Singapore is so. I mean, like when people say, um, the sporting scene in Singapore is so developed. Yeah, it's always the cliche sport. Even that, <laughs> we are not doing anything about it. Or correct, we're not, correct. We are not uh, even powerhouse like this. Yeah. There are certain sports that we excel in, but I wouldn't say we are a powerhouse. It was just, it would usually be that notable athlete in a certain way. Like, okay, yeah. to quote, let's say, for example, Joseph Schooling, um, like, did very well in swimming for us. Correct. Then, yeah, who, who didn't even train in Singapore. Yeah, la, I mean like, mm. bro, if you want to really be fucking good in your sport, <laughs> I wouldn't say, I, I would say don't train in Singapore. La. Yeah. I mean, most of our national athletes train overseas. Correct. Yeah. I mean, most of the swimmers actually never train in Singapore. They are not even schooling in Singapore. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> sad fact. La. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like most of the uh, sports that in Singapore, even though they were claimed to be good, they will usually go for overseas training camp just to play. I mean, with the better players, lah. Like, and then get crashed badly and yeah, then come back and yeah, still be the best in Singapore. But ah, fuck, we just save it for another day. I don't want. Yeah, which which is the reason why I'm happy to be actually be part of football. Like, um, I wouldn't say that I have been very successful in football, but. It's one of those sports that I'm super proud of. Like I, I'm, I play a lot of sports. I do play bowling competitively as well. I've done well also. But for paintball, I would say it's one of those tournaments that I really enjoy the sport because 
I I wouldn't say I'm I would say I'm good lah. I've done well enough for myself Ooh. to make a name for myself. Ooh. Then um, I just I just okay in Singapore. To be honest, if people were to say Fakladin, you're not good in Singapore. Okay lah, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm really okay with it because first and foremost, I would just say yeah, uh, I'll just be blunt and truth, truthful about it. It's fucking expensive to play in Singapore. Yeah. Um. Then I will also say this to. No disrespect, but this is just a fact. It is what it is. Um, it is a very expensive sport. So in Singapore, um, some people compensate the playing ability with the pocket or the wallet. Ability. <laughs> I would I would say the wallet ability. Yeah. So their assumption is that if they, because they are well to do and they can spend week in week out, um. Training in the field, with uh, paying like you know seventy eighty dollars per box of paints, just shooting every week. I'm not saying how, that. How much? Okay. Uh, okay. So how a box, many is inside? Okay, a box of paints, uh, paints is about two thousand pellets, okay. two thousand lah. Okay. It goes for about seventy to eighty dollars. Okay. So, um, per tournament, usually like in a team of seven. Our my team as usually we will factor in about three boxes per player, so about twenty one boxes per tournament. So we can actually like shoot a lot and like yeah. If you're playing in the electronic market, you will go through the two thousand pins like nobody business lah. It's because you can like ta 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 ta. Yeah, so because we can carry extra pins on ourselves. You carry some more. Yeah, so in a gun. And uh, what it can contain about two hundred and fifty to two hundred sixty pellets. Then on you itself, you can carry carry another three. Pots. They don't call ah uh, yeah, it's called pots lah. It's not called magazine, but yeah, <laughs> same same concept lah. Magazine lah, like yeah. people who have shot rifles before yeah. So just the idea that you coming, can bring extra coming coming from coming from America, of course they wanted to make it sound different as well lah, like. No, I mean because it's it's actually a pot lah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. For example, yeah. Anyway, uh, for those of you listening, Faru is just acting blur. He actually played. In <laughs> he played in the division four last year. Like I was coaching the team that he was playing in lah. But no, uh, I I I totally have no idea. Yeah, just yeah. No one. Probably I put a cover art of Faru's face on the. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So but yeah. Okay. So like I was saying. Um, uh, it is what it is lah. There are some players. Um, this is common very with a lot of other sports. Um, it's also common in bowling as well. Some people think that because they are well to do and they have the money, they tend to buy the more expensive balls to get better reaction on the lane and get better strikes. I mean, it does give you an extra edge. It gives okay to a certain extent, you right? a certain advantage to a certain extent. But I'm always this is like. I would say my coaching philosophy or my captain philosophy, like over the years I would play, I always tell my players, um, it's really not about the 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 equipment, it's really about the player because I can give you the best paintball gun, the most expensive, True. the newest paintball gun in the market. I can give you the best mass and stuff, but if you don't know what you're doing on the field, then. <laughs> Even if you're training week in week out, uh, and if you really don't know what you're doing on the field, then what the fuck are you doing? Me. I mean, <laughs> yours. I'm 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 giving Farouk the benefit of that because he was playing at Division Four level. So technically, <laughs> in Division Four, um, there's only so much a player can do, lah. No, because but, but the thing is, the thing is also, yeah, I, I just suck at it. To no be la, honest, to be to be to honest, honest, like okay, actually, like that, that's why when you were saying to me, right? I mean, when you were saying just now that yeah, if you were to give uh what the best equipment, the best gear that you can get, and to be honest, if you were to give it to me, right, bro, I'll just still be a sitting duck down there, man. Okay, actually, Faro is just being humble, lah. Like this Fuck is off. this is coming from the Fuck coach off. perspective. I was the I was the coach for his and team. my teammate. Like last last year, lah. <laughs> my so, teammate. Um, I would say that given more time and more opportunity to train, he actually will make a decent player, lah. I mean, in division four at least, yeah. Because I mean, is I would say paintball is about 
uh, I wouldn't say 50-50 lah, about 80% skill, 20% luck. Legit, this is based on my years of playing and I'm still... I don't, I don't have that 80%, maybe I have that some of that 20%, that's all. So yeah. that's why I... I, I Which will bring me to the next point. What? Um, you may not be the that deciding factor lah because you still have other four other teammates that carry That's you. why bro, if you, if you remember... Yeah, so but you are still... Even if you have that 20%, but if you are fucking good at your 20%, you are still contributing a solid 20% to the team. No, the thing is, I, if you were to remember, I was always the first person up. Um, okay, I beg to differ. Because he, he was the first person up for the first few sets of the game. Because, yeah, my coaching philosophy is really... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, may not, I, I may not be the perfect coach. I will not say this is the best model. But I always believe if... You get the fundamentals right. You don't even need to shoot the paintballs more, but you still get the fundamentals right. Lah. Basically, you know what to do. <coughs> you know how to communicate. You know how to move in the field. So for Farouk, basically, for the entire team, in fact, that lineup, my coaching philosophy was, I taught them the basic fundamentals. They practice. But I removed their opportunity to play during training. Or basically, they have friendlies. Lah. For me, why? Why waste space at the... Because... It's going to be a first tournament. I would rather throw you at the deep end of the pool. You figure out how to play. You get shot. Shot. Baptism of fire. Baptism by fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of players who know me uh, know that my stand is always the same. It's either you win or you learn. So if you go in, you get shot. And I think Farouk can attest to this is that when he comes out of the field, I'm just going to ask him two things. When you get shot, you know what to do. Okay. Yeah, most the, of the time I didn't know what to do still. Yeah, right? so and then if you don't know what to do, then I'm gonna share with you. Oh, so you get shot from here. So what are you gonna do? I wanna prompt him to learn. I want ballers to think. I don't like ballers who need spoon feeding. To, to spoon feeding. Which is why I appreciate what Singapore is doing with regards to Singapore baseball in terms of the tournament setting. We used to have what we call sideline coaching. So if you move on up to the upper divisions, you are allowed to coach the player from the sideline. So that means the coach can stand in a specific zone and tell the player what to do. But it doesn't help because some players are fucking good at what they do because people are telling them. But then if you're not a thinking player, then you're not even an athlete. You're just a tool. So basically, you're chess just... Piece. Yeah, yeah. You're just a chess piece or if you... Take that away, you're sitting down, you're just waiting for things to happen. <coughs> yeah, so why, why, um, I would say that I'm pretty proud of what I've achieved because there are certain tournaments that I've done better at and certain tournaments that I could have done better but are, are iconic. Lah. So, for example, like in 2017, um, I played in the World Cup Asia. Um, he was held in KL, uh, played with multiple teams, teams from the Philippines, uh, uh, teams from Tahiti, teams from Iran, oh, France. Tahiti. Tahiti, bro. <laughs> like, like, like uh, those, um, uh, correct me, I don't know, um, those, what like Islanders. Uh. Yeah, those Islanders, like, yeah, mid, uh, Pacific Islands kind of yeah. players. So yeah, he plays How the fuck do they even get this? Bro, like, that's why, I mean, like, there, there are some teams that are strong. So Thai, Thai players, France, Malaysian, Bruneians, um, Singaporeans as well. Thai, uh, so the notable notable thing that I would say most memorable uh, was the fact that my team first first up was Zik, by the way, Zik was playing mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. in that same team. Um, the team, first and foremost, it broke the curse that Singapore had for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. So I think if I'm not wrong, for six, seven years, they always get knocked out from the quarters. Okay. Yeah, so basically your round of... Uh, 16. Round of 16, to get to your round of 8, yeah. um, Singapore usually got stuck there mm-hmm. because because the community in Singapore is so small that you think you're good. Yeah. The moment you cross the customs and you actually meet people uh, who are actually people better. who are actually bad in Malaysia, but they are still better than yeah. ballers in Singapore. So 
uh, yeah, they got stuck there lah. So for the first time, we actually broke the curse. We broke the curse because I don't know. We we're just playing as team, communicating and everything. But I would say that tournament was so iconic because <coughs> there was so many things. Basically, that tournament was the physical embodiment of Murphy's law. So Murphy's law is anything and everything that can possibly go wrong will go wrong. True. Okay. So that tournament, uh, I w- I wouldn't say we are ill prepared, but we didn't really s- expect to go far. Yeah. Me and my teammates. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's calculate the odds. You know, thinking okay, Singapore usually gets stuck at the quarters, so we did a financial forecast of like, okay, let's project or put aside cash per player to, um, be optimistic and aim for the semis lah. So. Um, we played for the, we played all the way up to the quarters. We broke the curse, and then we made it past the quarters. Mm-hmm. So we got into the semi-finals. Correct. Mm-hmm. So we played in the semi-finals. It was super, super memorable for us because we were the only Singaporean team in that tournament. In all the divisions, left or just. It was the only, only Singapore team represented at the <coughs> tournament, at ah. the World Cup Asia. So, a lot was riding on us. So, like, all the ballers from Singapore were like, hey guys, come on. We, even the referees, they were, Singaporean referees were representing Singapore in the tournament. Uh-huh. Okay, um, disclaimer, they were not biased. But, of course, your national pride will come into play. So, before the game started, like, referees were just, like, <laughs> I remember one of the referee, a good friend of mine, a mentor refereeing for me. Um, he came up to me and he was just like, he just said in passing, break, eh, they break the curse. Then I was like, nah, break the curse, break the curse, fly the Singapore flag high. And I was like, okay, I just, I'm just, people who know me, I'm just gonna play, right? you win, you win, you win, you learn. So if I get shot, I will be very frustrated. I'll yeah. come out with very angry, but I'll just be angry with the point and then I'll move past it. Right, right. Yeah. So whatever you can do, you, you do. And then if you cannot do, then it's just not your luck. Mm. So when we broke past the semis, we were stumped with the first uh, stumbling block, which was the fact that... Oh, actually, no. Even before the semis, during the prelims... Uh, prelims... Very early. <laughs> during the prelims, we, we were... Uh, really tested like, in the sense that um, the referees were really very biased. Yeah, so the yeah. referees, because, okay, uh, no no disrespect to the rest, um, it was basically usually for international tournaments, uh, they would have referees from all over the world. Correct, correct, Coming correct. In. So we had Iranian refs, we had Malaysian <coughs> refs, Bruneians, um, Singaporean refs. So for that tournament, um, there were some Iranian refs lah, so they were playing, who were officiating the games, and we were really penalized very badly with very bad calls. So like in paintball, it's very rampant um, that bad calls are made. So why what I mean by bad calls, if you were to liken it to your NFL, mm-hmm. it's like when the referee gives uh, the wrong call. You say like let's say the tackle is being and then the first down. Yeah. Or or giving a foul for something that is not a foul. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So for the the that particular tournament already we had the language barrier with the Iranian ref. So okay. Um, I was penalized in the sense that I was called out when I wasn't even shot. Um, wow. So in order to be eliminated in paintball, there only you a get, few ways. You get shot, You either get shot directly. Number one, number two, you step out of bounds yes. out of the line. Or you are eliminated because of a penalty infringement. So that means, let's say, you or your teammate commits a penalty. So what are some of the common penalties? Lah? Like for example, cheating. How can people cheat? And there are some cheaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Singapore also, there are some cheaters. I know, I know, I know. Uh, what, what we call, uh, for them, we always call them wipers. Yes. So that means if they are short, they wipe the mark before the ref actually gets to them correct. and then claim that they are not shot so yeah. they can continue playing correct, correct. so it's called playing on lah. so uh. wiping is a major penalty mm. so a major penalty in paintball okay, so in minor minor can go just eliminate 
you that means you commit the fault I'm gonna pull you out mm. next tier is one for one uh-huh. so that means one player commits I pull that player and I pull the next teammate out yes no no particular consideration who is that teammate it can correct. be the nearest player and then just pull you out correct 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 then uh, next up will be two for one that means one person commit I pull out another two teammates out so yes, three yes. people gets dragged out and the most what is the major penalty which is a three for one so four people get eliminated in one shot <laughs> yeah so I got called out then I made the I was on the verge of making a very I would say if I had made it it would be a very monumental decision mm. because I went up to the uh, ref managing the announcer table who was yeah. announcing the games which was a Singaporean ref close yeah. by of mine um, I went up to him we had one more game to play mm-hmm. uh, which will decide our fate whether we will advance to the uh, next round or not yeah to the quarters uh. mm-hmm. I actually asked him uh, his name is Azman very nice guy uh, I asked him man uh, I'm, I'm thinking of um, walking out from the game lah like leaving the tournament early then he was like hey bro why and I was saying no lah things are not going our way the refs are making bad calls yeah. we are being penal- penalised for things that are not our fault so um, I don't want to continue to subject my players or my team to ridiculous calls basically correct. I'm wasting money to play in a tournament that I know I have no fair chance to win correct 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 so when I said that <clears throat> it uh, actually invoked a lot of feedback from people who Singaporeans who were there so notably I would say the father of paintball in Singapore which is Ben Ben was there as a Singapore delegate mm-hmm. so he was like hey why 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 walk away wah so, hey bad calls blah 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 we were penalised and then we can't play a fair tournament so why why continue then Ben was like hey don't lah don't at least play your last game of the day then come out with the standing lah see where you come out then if you qualify you qualify if you don't then it's okay lah. So, um, I had the decision to make because the shitty part was it because of, there were so many things competing in all the divisions. Our morning game was like I think the second game of the day, like eight am. Mm-hmm. The last game that we had to play was at five pm. Yeah. Yeah. So you know <laughs> very how bad. Far. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, and yeah. then already we were already stumped with the very bad calls that we had. So, um, I was really contemplating lah. I talked to my teammates and they were like, "Adin, just call out lah." That thing, that thing, I sat down with Ben and I was like, "Hey, just try, just play the game. You already here. Might as well just play." And I was like, "Okay lah, fuck it lah, just play lah. Just go on with it lah." And also because partly to see, I I saw the team that we were rostered to play ah, quite a notable team in Malaysia. So she's like, "Hey, fuck, so if we go, so like, <laughs> might as well don't play." Then yeah. then. Then I was thinking also then okay lah not to sound patriotic but like fuck it lah we're the only Singapore team let's just do something mm. not I would rather not be knocked out than walk away from the tournament correct 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 yeah so we I sat down the team and okay you know what fuck it we're here just let's do it and we won that set like spectacularly like it was so heartwarming because there were so many people rooting for us to win like they were outside the playing arena like cheering us on mm. and then when we you know to the point like we were playing like stars in the sense that um, if you were to if I were to put it in uh, visual representation it's like when boxing mm-hmm. when the round is over you go to the corner and then your your cut man and your corner man is there everybody is there put that in perspective of paintball we the moment that set was over uh, in, in, in between the points uh, when we go into the player pit to like you know guess up our tanks and then right, we, right. we planning the pots I had so many people in the uh, in the tent helping us like I just had to stand there and they will ask me how many pots you need seven oh. okay they will load up they will guess up my gun and, and they are not your teammates no they were just other ballers like who are not playing in the game and these are all my Malaysian friends. Uh. Shout out to all my Malaysian ballers. Like, uh, notably, some, most of the players are like from Dark Vader, uh, Lokman, uh, all these super nice people. Um, yeah, so they were like, just, hey, stay. Then they were like, I had three people like just standing around me, wiping whatever paints, whatever splats they were on me. They were just wiping me clean so I could go and play the next point. So uh, it was so heartwarming. Lah. So 
with that being said, we 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 played that point, we scored the point, then we went back with really very very good spirits. So oh, fuck it. If we didn't go for the game, we wouldn't have made it so far in the tournament. Mm-hmm. After playing came the next stumbling block at dinner time. Because I was I'm the captain, so I was So you played all the way to the night. Tonight. No, actually we played our point and then there were still other games that are being played. So uh, I think until seven they were like because you couldn't finish the game, they brought the fixtures the next day. Next day uh, so uh, technically the roster was like pushed back like by two hours or something like Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So the next stumbling block was like when at dinner time I was I was looking through the finances lah. I was like fuck <laughs> we were short on money. We were so short on money that um when I did the calculation, like we can we only have enough money to pay for one point. So oh. like yeah, that's so not enough, man. We can only like buy three boxes of paints. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like fuck, man. Like then I really sit down with everybody over dinner. I was like, should we continue tomorrow or should we just walk away? Because not funny. We go play one point and we don't have paints. Mm-hmm. So friend of ours who was uh, whose mom was actually the manager of the place wow. that where the tournament was held. Wow. So she heard because we had, she was hosting us over ah. there. So when she was at that then she was like, Hey, um, how many box do you need? And I say I did a optimistic and a realistic calculation lah. And I was like, I just need maybe like five boxes of paints to get through the uh, quarters lah. Because I was just like, fuck it lah, just do it to quarters and then see how we do it. Right, right. Yeah. So she went, oh, five ah. Din, five only ah. Uh, no lah, auntie, five lah, don't waste money lah. Never mind, it's okay. Then she called her big boss, who was the owner of the whole tournament venue. Wow. Then he was like, uh, then on the phone she was like, she looked at me, 20 boss enough lah. Oh, like, ah, Auntie, see us at twenty four. Eh, do lah. Ah, my boss say want to sponsor lah. Fuck. Then I was like, that I really was thinking like, fuck. If you really want it, and you know things and your stars align, the universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So we got extra twenty box and this is pinball being pinball. That twenty box like disappeared like like as if we went through the twenty box like easily. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, up till like um semis. We were done and we were again at the same spot where we had no pins. Mm. Then again She came over again. Um no. This another another uh I would say uh, act of God lah. Because we had some uh friends who were from Iran. Uh-huh. So they played the Nations Cup, Internations Cup. Um where in the same venue. In the same venue. So basically they over over projected lah. They were only like you know, three teams playing in the nation's cup. Oh wow. So like Iran, France and I think Malaysia. So these Iran teams they like what, had like fifty over boxes. <laughs> so after they played the nation's cup they were like in excess of thirty box. Ah yeah. So my friend, this friend of mine was like, Hey, uh did you need pain? Yeah, yeah, I need pain a bit. Okay. Uh I talked to my coach. So for paintball, the moment the paints have been opened from the boxes, it's best for you to use it. If not, you you just you can't sell it back. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So basically, they had like forty six pots. Like that would like translate to about, I think 10, 12 boxes of paints mm-hmm. that already been opened. Then the next thing I know, um, the Iranian players were like pushing trolleys of pots to our Singapore table. Yeah. So that we just use, and we even need to pay them back. Because it's already open. Yeah. And, yeah. To the point, to the point, like I was bringing in like 13, 14 pots in the um, semis just to play because I wanted to earn something. And notably, we, we made it. Uh, we, we, we brought back the first medal from for World Cup Asia for Singapore. Uh, I was I was super proud uh, because I get... What medal is that? Uh, I think it was a third runner. Uh, fourth. Uh, fourth. Fourth. Oh. Fourth place uh, against the Philippines. Uh, we... we uh, I had yeah the Philippines are powerhouses. The players are established players. Some of the players are playing in Singapore as well, so Ooh. I know them So the moment we saw them, fuck it, as Chibai, we saw confirm confirm blues. We were play. We, we managed to score some points against them yeah, yeah, They yeah. were the better players. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So because some of them are like, 
Claire, uh, this guy by the name of Dean also, mm. he's a Filipino guy. He's like 57 years old, sir. No? But he's, lim- he's limber as though he's 21. Fucking agile, formidable opponent. So I was happy to lose to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the fact that we broke the curse, we brought back a medal and fly the Singapore flag high. That was one of notable moments. Uh, like, like, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm good in Singapore because there are so many better players. Uh, yeah. I always, always remember this. I, I mean, uh, I also put it in my own perspective. Like, if I always say, I mean, I, will, I always say this. Uh, uh, if you think that you're good, right, do remember that uh, there are better people that is outside there. Always. Mm, yeah. Always better people. And no, like, this one is, I think, it applies to sport and so like, like, mm. If you think you're good, that is always somebody better because you can never right, be the right. best. Correct, correct, yeah, correct. You can aim to be the best, uh, but you can never be the best. There's yeah. no perfect player. Correct, 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 but you correct, can always correct. strive to be. Uh. So, oh, fuck, man. This is almost an hour. Hey, great <laughs> again. Yeah, so, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a short break. Yeah, take a short break and then we're going to come back after the break. Uh, so, don't go anywhere, guys. Woo! You're listening to the 3AM Show. With your homeboys, Din and Farouk on podcast. Download Spotify on iTunes and Google Play Store. Welcome back guys Yo, what up, what up, what up You guys know there's an event happening Oh yes 29th February and the 1st of March Eatbox 2020 guys Time to makan When is it happening guys? When is it happening? 29th February and the 1st of March From 3 to 11pm at Downtown East D Marquee Open Plaza 1 and 2 29th February and 1st March I believe that's the weekend The last weekend of February Before you're opening up for March Yep Alright, so you can actually meet our sponsors, Drink Out SG. At which booth, guys? Booth number seven, right? Yeah, yes, Drink Out SG yeah, yeah, yeah. will be there. Booth number seven. Do visit them. Try the drinks. All right, guys, and now uh, get ready to satisfy your hungry tummies, guys. Oh man, eat box. Oh man, a boutique version of oh. the lifestyle market Mm-mm. art box, right? Is yeah. back with loads of good food for the whole family. All right, so we Woo-hoo. have, all right, so we have uh, the naughty corner, which is known mm-hmm. for their flavors at eight box, right? With tasty ice cream. Alright. Okay, okay, Instead okay. of ice cream. ice cream and waffles, they use the Hong Kong egglets oh, as oh, the waffles. Okay. Okay. Alright. Okay, so I, I will just name a few uh, flavors, right? Okay, this is weird, but I I am actually interested. Alright. Chili crab gelato. Okay, okay. Don't need to mention so much about them. I know, I know, but yeah, it's yeah, just the flavor. Alright. So, what are the things that okay, they can look uh, out other for? Other than that, right? We have egg stop. Alright. The sandwiches. Um. Uh, amazing. Okay. So next one. Alright. If you guys are looking for halal food, we have beef bros also. Oh, right? so beef, beef bros, bros, right? Beef bros. Right? Beef bros are there. And okay, if you guys are not also. there for the food, it's alright, guys. We have music, okay? So we have homegrown talents, right? Net Wu and Retro Focus. They'll be performing down there. And finally, guys, this is what actually caught my attention, okay? So foodies can also gear up and participate in the competitive eating championship. Damn it, it's an eating competition Correct. in the By festival. I got Singapore. one question for the both of you. Uh, all right, man. Are you guys joining the food? No, it's all right. Uh, this sounds interesting, man. It's like competition. But it really depends. Yeah. It really depends what, <laughs> what, they ask, have, yeah. what they have, all right? Charlie, they give you the Samyang noodle or Matisya. Okay, and also, okay, guys... Of course, if you uh, compete, there will be prizes, right? So, mm-hmm. they have cash prize, alright? So, you can stand a chance to win cash right, prize right. of $1,800 Ooh, for the $1, winner. $1,800, guys. $1,800 for you guys. Cash. 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 Right. So, calling out all those foodies. Okay, if you love food, you think you want to give a try at... Competing in a food competition, these uh, these things are difficult to find in Singapore. So, like, what can you do at a food festival rather than compete on who can eat the most? 
give it a try okay <laughs> so as you do that as you can see all the various vendors okay you're gonna come there for the music for the food what better to do or to accompany you will be a cold drink from drink out in your hand and enjoy yeah. the evening okay once again it's gonna happen from 3 to 11 p.m so That's it's right. gonna be a good saturday and sunday evening bring your loved ones bring your boyfriends your girlfriends your dog your cat your goldfish Can your hamster pet, pet, uh, i think a bit no, they say open plaza la, so i believe dimaki i think okay, should be okay la. you don't bring <laughs> you don't bring your horse or your cow can really la, huh? so yeah that's the festival right there so right lock in. the dates in okay once again um, drop by the drink rsg uh, booth say hi to them and then if you want to you can mention that you got the hits up from 3 a.m and then it'll be nice for them to know that you guys came because we told you to okay <laughs> so with that being said um okay check out the cool events at eatbox okay for all you foodies your artsy fartsy people okay we will see you there at booth 7 d marquee open plaza one and two downtown east on the 29th of february and first march see you there bye